Entertainment is always free. The following audio drama is rated NC-17, or no can do if you're 17, 18, or even 21 in some states or younger. In other words, the producers of this show didn't want to be burdened with things like morality or clothes. Gaia's Voyages, Episode 13, Venjari, Part 2. Finally, the little captain is leaving the safety of her zoo ship. The overlord is getting impatient. You know how he is with his new little project to amuse himself with. Wish I was in his shoes. But fortunate for us, Gaia leaves quite a huge jump trail. Or... We'd be out here in space for bloody ever trying to track her down. Well, that's the captain's personal shuttle on sensors there. So she's vulnerable. And they don't even know we're here. <laughs> I do love cloaking devices. The plan is, we follow her and capture her when she lands. What is her present course? Her computer is broadcasting a flight path to Devardu. Dear me, huh? Yes. The huge environmental conference not long from now. Oh, those bleeding hearts gathered in mass to feel all virtuous and goody-goody for saving a few trees. <laughs> I despise them. They are soft and die quite well. Perhaps while on Devardu, we should have a snack or two. I find that idea rather stimulating. We have been stuck in stealth for far too long. I am so looking forward to sampling all of her wares. Once we have her, we can gather all the information needed to ensure that the evidence is thoroughly destroyed and that I get to have my own special brand of fun. The captain first, and then the Gaia. <laughs> this should be fun. I have always liked really big bangs. We better inform the Overlord. Elizabeth. What's wrong? You've been quiet all the way here. What's bothering you? Is it that obvious? Only to one who knows you. You're spooked, and you never spook. You're one of the most confident people I've ever met. <sighs> I don't know that I like it that you can still read me this well after all this time. 
I'm supposed to be all self-assured and calm. <laughs> I'm supposed to be able to read you, remember? I'm your main squeeze. You've changed, yeah, but my old Elizabeth is still in there. No calling me that in front of the richest man in the galaxy, Gabriel. Aye, aye, Captain, ma'am, sir, oh, fearless leader. Oh, hush up. We're about to the meeting point. There's Elden Bridge's aid. Ah, Captain Monroe and Special Agent Gideon, right on time. Mr. Elden Bridge is waiting for you inside the garden. Please do proceed. Thank you, Mr... Richard, I am Mr. Elden Bridge's personal assistant. And bodyguard, I presume? It pays to have many talents in this world, Captain. Indeed it does. This place is beautiful. Even some of the modules on Gaia can't compare. This is what obscene amounts of money can buy you. I recognize some of these plants, most just from descriptions. They're exceedingly rare. Aren't they, Mr. Eldenbridge? You have exceedingly good hearing, Captain Monroe, and a good memory. I do indeed collect and preserve rare plants in this garden. It's more of a private retreat, but considering Gaia's mission, I thought you might care to see it. I've never seen anything like it, Mr. Eldenbridge. It is quite impressive. The logistics of keeping all these plants alive, considering they come from a large variety of environments all over the galaxy, is considerable, at least. Well, I do enjoy a challenge, Agent Gideon. I do thank you for coming all the way out here to meet with me. I hear things have been, shall we say, eventful on Gaia since you took command. You could say that. It certainly hasn't been a calm tenure, that's for sure. Nothing worth having should ever come easily, and from your record, having a calm posting would quickly bore you. <laughs> I confess, if you weren't already employed with the Confederation, I would be offering you a job with your credentials. There isn't a chance I could pry you away, is there? I'm sorry, Mr. Eldenbridge, but I'm afraid not. I've never been one to kiss ass and play politics. Captain! That's not exactly the most wi- Political response? <laughs> Refreshing. And quite true. I'm wondering, Agent Gideon, about the terrorist problem. I understand you were undercover with the group that attacked Gaia. Is the threat completely gone? I was with them, yes, and was unfortunately not able to get word out to the captain. Most of the terrorists were taken out when Commander Beckert and I managed to bring Gaia back online so she could engage her defenses. The rest scattered and most of them were apprehended by the authorities. And the rogue Silora, Chervais. We haven't heard word of her since the attack. My third officer and her husband did try and pursue her, but she vanished shortly after she went nuclear. Are you sure the blast didn't kill her? Lieutenant Commander Xanthaxis and Casanova assure me that the blast would not have been lethal to Chervais. She was just trying to do as much damage as she possibly could. So she might decide to crash the conference? We don't think so. The blast would have taken quite a bit of energy from her, requiring her to recharge into Nebula. The Thylora now knows she is still alive and are on the hunt for her. The conference is an obvious target, and she'd not be foolish enough to attack with two Thylora on the alert for her. Not in her weakened state, anyway. Well, that is good to hear. I want this conference to be a success. I put a lot of time and money into it. Taking the opportunity to completely rebuild and renovate Gaius Hotels for this specific purpose. It is to be the gala event of the year. And Gaia, the premier tourist destination for all the rich and powerful in the galaxy. 
I don't want anything to go wrong. Neither do we, Mr. Eldenbridge. I assure you, the security of the conference right now is of the highest priority. I have specialists going through the ship right now and bringing her security to state-of-the-art. We will not allow anything to happen to the guests who stay on my ship. I'm very glad to hear that. If this conference is a success, then great attention will be brought to environmental issues across the galaxy. Already donations are being set up for the homeless of Tuperi. This could take things to a whole new level in the public awareness and provide quite a bit of funding to any of the projects Gaia might undertake. I know each of the major participants in the conference wish to fund and stock different modules in Gaia Zoo with specimens from the rarest species across the galaxy. Indeed, we are quite honored and look forward to the new arrivals. Dr. Noah is dancing with glee in anticipation, and Dr. Filigort is imagining all he might learn by studying the health of the animals. I just hope he doesn't make too big of a stink. Too big of a stink? Uh, he is a zeme and tends to make rather bad smells when he gets excited. I see. Things should be quite interesting. I shall be making a trip to the Gaia myself in the next few weeks, to stay until after the conference is over. I have other matters that I must attend to. Do enjoy your stay on Devradu, and see the sights. I have sent passes to your ship that give you VIP access to all the tourist and dining establishments. It's rather nice to get off the ship for a bit. Gaia's huge and luxurious, but she doesn't have a sky. Oh, I wouldn't tell Zeke that if I were you. He'd call you out for insulting Gaia's honor, most likely. <laughs> True that. I've seen how he gets when defending his lady love. <sighs> I have to go out tonight, Gabe. I'll be gone all night. If anyone asks, I'm asleep and I'll get back to them tomorrow. <sighs> this has something to do with all those men who stowed away in the shuttle's hold, doesn't it? You're too observant for your own good, Gabriel. You're going on a mission, aren't you? Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to, Gabriel. I don't like this. I don't like you forced to do things you hate to do so much. It won't be like this forever. Not if I have anything to say about it. Take me with you, Elizabeth. I have skills that could be of use. I've thrown in my lot with you. Let me prove it. Gabriel, you don't want to see what I have to do. You don't want to expose yourself to the others. I can't just turn up with my lover and say that you just decided to come along for the ride. It might end up in a report somewhere and there would be hell to pay. I don't want to be ordered to kill you. Or worse, make you one of us. Li Elizabeth, I love you. And I'm not as sheltered as Mike and Ace have been. I'm an intel. I've worked undercover and I've done things that I'm not proud of. I won't abandon you, and neither will they. I can't, Gabriel. Maybe someday, but I can't. I have to do this job, and I can't be thinking of anything else until it's finished. Otherwise, we might get killed. Just go out tonight. Do as I ask, please. Sorry, Elizabeth, but there's no way you're leaving me behind. Not now. Not ever. I'm not a secret agent for nothing.
Wildfire, you're late. I hope you're not losing your touch. You try going anywhere in Devaradu and you are one of Elderbridge's newest VIPs. <sighs> Everyone knows about the conference and who I am. The reporters were like rabid tweezels. Arbiter must be losing his grip to assign us this mission right now. I think he wants to see how we work under adverse circumstances. It's probably his revenge for you not letting him put ice here under a microscope. I'm nobody's lab rat. Least of all his. You better change, Wildfire. Nightclub wear is not exactly assassin chic. Can't exactly parade around the reporters in nanoweave. My suit is ready. I've programmed it for your biochemistry. You're not a natural chameleon like I am, but it'll move to cover your face when needed, still allowing you to see and breathe. But I'll blend into the surrounding environment. Oh, very sweet. I've been wanting one of these since I saw yours. It will also protect you against blows from energy blades and even minor laser gun hits. You certainly won't bleed to death with one of these on. They'll also seal off any wound and administer basic repairs until you could get back to Blackjack. Oh, you always get the fun toys to play with, Wildfire. Don't pout, Blackjack. If you're a good little boy, you might get one too. And my weaponry? Blaze guns. Main one and a smaller concealed one for the small of your back. Also energy blades for your wrist, utility belt with assorted goodies and tools of the trade, as well as a selection of various grenades, lethal and uh, otherwise. Yet, why do you need them? You can kill with a thought. Because I don't want to unless I have to. It's a very unpleasant thing to do. Arbiter made you. He's made me do many things worth killing him over. I see you got us the transportation easy enough, Sparks. These speeder computers are cake. I could make one dance the mambo. Is everyone geared up and ready to go? We've been ready. We haven't been hobnobbing with the obscenely rich and dodgy rabbit the callers. This whole piece of pretty girls who have all the fun. I need to find me one. Deathwalker, you're dead. What use do you have for girls? Don't answer that. I really don't want to know. This is not the time for romance in any case. While you were with Eldenbridge, Wildfire, we did a recon of the plant. It's big. By far the biggest on the planet. And there are plenty of little spaces for our targets to hide away in. Plant security. Is standard for a facility that size, but no match for Sparks' electronic wizardry. I suspect the insurgents have a man on the inside of the plan to give him codes to bypass security. We'll be able to get inside easy enough, but then we actually have to find our targets. Leave that to me. I can scan the plant for thoughts. There shall be fairly easy to lock onto, and I can direct us from there. Once we get to the targets, we immobilize them, and then let Ice here do his thing. That should destroy the bodies. There'll be nothing but dust when I'm done with them. To be honest, I'm quite looking forward to it. It's been months since I had a proper feed. Just make sure that you silence them before you eat. I don't want their screams giving us away. I've been doing this since before true civilization began on your world, Wildfire. It's an art, and one that I am a master of. From what I hear, it's your world too. It was. Long ago. History lessons later. Remember, this plant is full of volatile chemicals. Be extremely careful what you shoot at. 
No explosives at all, Boomer, unless there is no other option. I don't want that plant going up and causing an ecological disaster. That would look very bad on our record. Got it? Good. Then let's get going. We've got a mission to accomplish. Next time on Gaia's Voyages. Elizabeth and the team close in on their targets at the chemical plant, only to find they have unexpected visitors. Venjari. <gasps> oh, shit. Venjari. Here, are you absolutely certain? Maraxis and Donovan prepare to make their kill while back on the eviscerator, Mordecai and Amrusus have a tea party. I can't believe this. We followed her from her hotel to here. What would she be doing here of all places? Most likely she's trying to interfere with our plans. The Overlord has a transaction that is set to go down at any time now. How would she know about it? Amrock. It can't be. He cannot be alive, could he, Donovan? You let one of the sheep nearly destroy you! Your brother might be cocky, but even he was never that incompetent! You will find this, Captain! And you will do it before she returns to Gaia! If not, you will join Amarok in extinction! The scream shall rain coming this Halloween. Gaia's Voyages, Episode 13, Venjari, Part 2. Featuring the voice talents of... Elaine Barrett is Captain Elizabeth Monroe. Mark Kalita is Armorock, callsign Ice. Tom Stitzer is Alistair DeMar, callsign Blackjack. Michael Liebman is James Addison, callsign Boomer. Chris Barnes is Hakan, callsign Deathwalker. Amanda Fitzwater is Cersei69, callsign Succubus. Joe Stofko is Wyler Dunstan, callsign Blaster. Michael King is Sullivan Gregory, callsign Sparks. Philip Weber is Gabriel Gideon. Bill Robb is Donovan. And Kim Giannopoulos as Moraxis. Introducing Seth Adam Schur as Davis Martin Eldenbridge. And Michael Hudson as Richard. Written cast, directed, produced, and engineered by Elaine V. Barrett. Original Gaia's Voyage's main title music by Sam Haft. Additional music by Celestial Eon Project at www.mixeri.net slash essence. And Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. <laughs>
Full details of the music used in this episode can be found at brokensea.com slash Gaia. This series is dedicated to everyone who has aided in environmental conservation, animal welfare, or disaster relief efforts around the world. Together, we can make a difference. For more behind-the-scenes information on Gaia's voyages, as well as other audio drama offerings, visit us on the web at brokensea.com. Thanks for listening. One dance the mambo. You follow me, Mr. Camera Guy? Um. Testing, testing, one, two, three. These are the line reads for Gaia's Voyages episode. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, a little <coughs> grog and griffin in my throat there. <clears> throat> Greetings, this is Sam, with the line reads for Gaia's Voyages, episode 13, Venjari, part 1, the role of Davis Elden Bridge. This is not the voice that I'm going to use, it just kind of came out that way. Anyway, Sometimes in life, the only place you can go is home. I made it out. I was away from Gypsy Cove and away from my father. I changed my name, and then all my dreams came true. And the Academy Award goes to Georgie Starr for her portrayal of Mother Teresa's younger years. Oh my God, I didn't expect this. All I can say is, I hope I did Mother Teresa and my mother proud. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who helped me get here. And then I got the call. Yes? He's what? And now, a star comes home. But what is there for her to find? No doors ever close forever, but some doors should never be opened. Gypsy Cove at gypsyaudio.org.